just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 29 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 7, Let the Reins Go Loose. Keeping up the appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. God, I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit and stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. <laughs> bye bye, bye bye. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. Ultra free. So, hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 7, Let the Reins Go Loose Dom. We're here. How are you, my friend? I'm well, my friend. How are you? Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Lots of, <laughs> I have lots of things to discuss with you uh, before we get into this episode, which, you know, is kind of becoming the, the, the theme. But lots of, uh, lots of good things and exciting things about the podcast, which I kind of like save up to tell you here because it doesn't feel right to sort of discuss a lot of this stuff off microphone because everybody is involved in this as much as it's a journey of you and i going through one tree hill it's also a journey with all of our listeners absolutely this is a a joint mission as it were exactly so on our mission and with the whale watching (laughs) whale watching it's like whale watching we uh (laughs) we we have a few more advancements so it is official Barbara Allen Woods, free names. Deb Scott is officially going to grace us on the podcast. Excellent. <laughs> I, That's so I, exciting. Really. I, I don't even know when. Soon. I, I've had the, um, I've been fortunate to be conversing uh, via messaging. And it's so, it's so crazy. Like I was walking uh, my dog the other day, as I do every day. <laughs> I was just in the middle of a field. I wouldn't, everyone imagine you're in a field somewhere in southern England, <laughs> you know, in the countryside. And I flipped down to check my phone and there's a message there from Barbara Allen Woods. <laughs> it's kind of surreal. I've had a few of those moments now. Um 
But yeah, so she, uh, really exciting stuff. She's actually in Canada at the moment, and she's in quarantine, getting ready uh, to start on on a new show to start Ooh. filming and whatever. Um, so she hasn't been able to give any details yet. Um, but where she's at currently doesn't have the best wi-fi um it's a bit spotty like with the zoom and whatever but she's moving somewhere else on the 20th um so we're gonna get back in contact on the 20th and sort it out but we've had lots of backs back and forth it's definitely happening she's excited to be on the show um i i literally i just put i put a post out this morning about international women's day it is international women's day today people and uh with like pictures of of the cast of the female cast and saying how much we appreciate them how much we respect them how much we love them and you know how horrific it is that potentially you know these people were mistreated uh during the during the course of this show um and hillary burton said um a few days ago um literally a few days ago that she wishes that one they could do a a re a do-over of one tree hill like a a one tree hill 2.0 and have a female showrunner and have these stories that focus you know a lot on female teenage sexuality being told by women you know for women rather than you know by you know men that don't have that context and so i said i first it here sophia bush for the showrunner let's go for one tree hill 2.0 and the reason i bring it up is because barbara allen wood's literally five minutes before we came on she just liked it she commented on it said she loves it basically we're now friends with barbara allen woods (laughs) she is a friend of the show (laughs) so there you go so that's one that's a massive one and then guess what dom anton tanner skills is also happening we're just working our days Uh, and that one might be i reckon that one will be before um barbara allen woods so before babs gets on so there we go and then we've also got Teresa, who featured in this episode and had that, a line she had a couple lines yeah that's yeah. that's that's happening um i've also i'm working something out with one of with the set decorator like the per, one of the people that like makes all of the props and and all of that stuff obviously that's something i personally have a keen interest in uh, so <laughs> see what you can get from them <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame that you can't i can't show you dom but i got something today uh it's not it's not like a set used thing it was recreated um by uh our friends at fwb and uh, so any everyone everyone knows but if you don't know fwb friends with benefit is a charitable organization that throws events in wilmington with the one tree hill cast and uh and all the proceeds go to go to charity so um i was trying to get a set used poster it's something that doesn't even come in till season nine so i'm not even going to be able to show you this until season nine and i couldn't i was there there was one in existence the actual one in a shop that's like like a comic book store with like you know uh that sells you know baseball cards and you know things like this and they had one and they wouldn't sell it to me. Like, I tried everything. I tried charming them, all of this stuff. They also have Peyton's computer from season oh, wow. one and season two. But they're not selling any of it. Um, so I was like, but I really wanted it. 
So <laughs> I spoke to someone at FWB and their graphic designer basically made it for me. <laughs> Just there's another one. Well, they I basically, it. yeah, it was a long story, but it basically, and, and it's here and it's awesome. It's on our Instagram for anyone that's wondering what it is. Um, so, yeah. Is it a yours? wanted poster like Lucas is on the run and this is this is what we need? We we like it's it's just a post that says if you've seen this wanted if you've seen this person call this it. number. How did you know? Have you been watching ahead again? Description on the bottom just says squinty eyes, mm-hmm. sat pro- probably wearing sandals and soul patch stinks mm-hmm. wafting. <laughs> May or may not have a wafting soul patch. (laughs) (laughs) Has been known to have. Speaking of this, Dom, someone uh, on Instagram on a comment, the first time we'd had it, called you out and said, uh, and and it was genuinely, um, what's the word? Uh, What's the word? Not like, you know, assuming, uh, like uh, insinuating. Accusing? Accusing, accusing you of cheating and saying that under your prediction video saying clearly this guy has seen the show. How do you respond? I have never seen the show. Otherwise, the the point of this podcast would be let's talk about a show we've both seen. And that is not (laughs) the point of the podcast. It's you've seen it. You guide me through it. Uh, You you withhold information. I have absolutely no idea what's coming. But I. I will be honest, you know, it it does hold a lot of the characteristics of a lot of other shows. So you can kind of, the things that I'm predicting are fairly easy chunks. I've not predicted anything that's wild or crazy or, you know, anything that's happened. And the wild and crazy things that I predict don't happen. So uh, (laughs) the person that has said this obviously, yeah, obviously doesn't listen to the show i i assume they're just basing that off the videos yeah maybe i mean i i'd imagine we probably have some people on instagram that just follow the page and and haven't heard the podcast but people were straight on to this person anyway like i didn't even have to say any oh i commented under and it's like you know ha 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 i you know i promise you he hasn't seen the show um but other people were commenting just being like (laughs) magdalena always always have love for magdalena straight in was just like you must be new around here (laughs) (laughs) that's quality and she she called you out she called out and she said well if he had seen it before then he wouldn't think this this and this you know or some of your like previous like wild predictions that you know weren't on the money (laughs) and so um but she had your back she had yeah surely the things I, i i get wrong uh kind of outweigh the things that get right in, in mm. terms of whether i've seen it or not in that balance i i i promise right, i make this solemn pledge now to our listeners and to the instagrammers that and the non-believers that i have never ever watched one tree hill other than the 29 episodes i have now seen from the beginning to now you know season two episode seven and I am very, very careful not to spoil myself and not to allow anyone to spoil it for me. Mm. So there you go. I have a friend who I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, my friend Kiri, who uh, I used to work with, who now listens to the podcast and she's like trying to catch up to where we are. And 
Uh, I've made it very clear to her that it's it's a no spoiler show. This is the whole point. So anything you know, you have to like mm. withhold. But if you want to get in touch with Simon and talk about it, please, please do. So even she knows that she can only talk to, about, to me about things that have already happened and that I've already seen. Uh, nothing, nothing beyond that. So she's actually really good. What all she ever mentions is things we talk about. So she doesn't actually mention anything beyond that. So it's only ever stuff that we talk about that she will comment on and, and sort of mentions or that she finds it funny or she agrees with this, doesn't agree with that, that that kind of thing. I, I never thought of it like that. I feel like that was a blind spot in the in the spoiler bubble right there, that she potentially there's a win you are there's someone that you could be talking to other than me and our listeners about One Tree Hill. I don't know how I feel about it. Shall I just not talk to her anymore? At all. I think end of friendship, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and over. <laughs> yeah. For the sanctity of this podcast. <laughs> she's been great. She's literally... Um, I sent you a screenshot of, of what she said <laughs> yeah. earlier. And she spat coffee all over her steering wheel in her car. Because literally, as she, she, said, she basically said that driving to work... It's about a 30-minute drive, 35-minute drive. So it's kind of perfect for listening to the podcast on the way there, on the way back, and then any free time she has in between, like walking her dog and stuff like that. And uh, literally, as she arrived at work, took a gulp of coffee, and the last thing she heard was, um, got fingered on the dance floor. And she just spat coffee everywhere. So, you know, that's the impact you're having on people, my friend. That might make it into the season three intro. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wouldn't. I'm actually really nervous about doing the intro for season three. I feel like the bar was set too high with season two. Like I I don't, I don't know. We haven't sung. I haven't really been singing that much or rapping this season. Like, and I don't want to force it. You know, these things have to come naturally. So, yeah. What you could do is, depending on the number of uh well no it doesn't even matter because you've already had you've spoken to andy you've spoken to a few other people Uh, i use character names obviously uh and then we've got um the conversation with dan and so on and so forth that you could put um like a combination of their intros uh, each of them introducing themselves on the podcast yeah i thought that i thought that it's very radio isn't it so that that brings on to a good point so if you haven't listened already we have a conversation with kieran hutchinson who is andy hargrove so that is available now um and we also criminally slept on criminally slept on is a conversation with john nordstrom who is the composer for One Tree Hill. If you're a true One Tree Hill fan, which I know you know, you guys all are, then you need to listen to the podcast because his story is so interesting and the music is so important to the show. And um, yeah, I really... I actually think that was probably one of the most interesting interviews that, um, that we've done. So yeah, really... And Dom, it would be great when you're able to listen to that one. Uh, I think you can probably listen to that one after season three, I reckon. Because I, think, I don't think we spoil much after that. He's season three onwards, isn't he? Yeah, but there was a, there's some, a couple particular episodes in season three that we were talking about the score for. 
um that would that had spoilers in and then i think the rest of it was talking about music but it wasn't spoiling any storyline so i reckon by the time we get to the end of season three which will be probably by the end of this year then uh then you could listen to it cool i'd re-listen to it first to check (laughs) just to make sure (laughs) yeah um, okay, and then one last thing, other thing before we go into the uh, into the podcast, we uh, we we had uh, some constructive feedback, let's say, and I wanted to just speak to it because uh, in case any other people were thinking, um, you know, some of the same same things, um, and I put I'd put some polls out on the Instagram uh, last week or a few weeks ago, and saying about you know do. Would people are, are the are the podcast episodes getting too long? Or uh, you know, are people would they rather we just focus on the One Tree Hill stuff strictly and this, that, and the other? And the majority of people said that they want us to just sort of keep it as it is. But I just wanted to to put it out there that um, so Dom just started um, the podcast that he's producing uh beyond far point Star Trek: The Next Generation. The opposite of this podcast in that. Uh, Star Trek is something that I grew up loving. I've watched every episode of, of Star Trek ever made that, that isn't a cartoon. And uh, I love it, and The Next Generation uh, in particular. And we decided that instead of doing Fox River, the Prison Break podcast, um, that I would guide Simon through Star Trek because I know it kind of just as well as he knows One Tree Hill. Um, so that's that's where we're going. That's our new direction. And already, so we've just recorded the first episode, but already there is kind of like, um, is the same format and then the same duo of Dom and I, of course. So there's the same kind of vibe and everything, but it's already got like little subtle differences. And that's because it's different because, you know, Dom's leading one and I'm leading the other one. So they have, it's, we, I think everyone has different visions of, of what, you know, a podcast is going to be like. And when I was um, putting together the idea of doing this Ravens podcast and, you know, putting it to Dom, I was taking inspiration from podcasts that I love. Um, so things like like um, The River Court was... Um, they they would talk about their own stuff a bit, you know, at the beginning, and then they'd go into the podcast, and I loved that. Um, and then another podcast called Hey, Do You Remember that I love that's about movies from sort of the 80s, 90s. They talk a lot about, you know, sort of childhood things, and, you know, and I love all of those kind of things, um, as well as talking about the actual content. But the, I always felt like there was not really a podcast that I'd listen to that not only would talk about things that, people have been through but talk about what the lessons learned were so if we say like you know i like in the very second episode for example i talked about uh an experience of being bullied when i was like a kid uh and how i held on to it and what it sort of did to me in later life and how i learned from that and the point was if if you can share a story and someone listens to it and it uh helps them in any way then that's awesome because you're also telling people what you learned from it. And I had never really heard a podcast like that. And that's the sort of podcast that I like listening to, something that's that's got humor in it, that's funny, uh, you know, and that has the sentimental parts as well. So as much as... So that's the reason why the podcast is the way that it is, is because that's this is the sort of podcast that I would enjoy listening to. Now, when 
Dom does Beyond Farpoint in his mind, I'm assuming, but that is going to be the Star Trek podcast that he would want to listen to. Do you know what I mean? Like we're making it for how we would want it to be and then hoping that other people will get something from it as well. And like, like, um, like if, if you don't like the, you know, the intro bit and just want to get to the One Tree Hill bit, just skip through it. We won't be offended. We won't know. <laughs> you know, just skip through and you'll know when we're talking about One Tree Hill. And, you know, if you are looking for more of a straightforward sort of telling, Tree Hill Talk pretty much does that perfectly, flawlessly, at an extremely high level. Um, so it's like we, if we were to do that, we would just be recreating what they've already done and what they've already done really, really well. You know, we're sort of doing it in our own lane. And then the reason that they're long is because we do the conversation until it doesn't, it's like natural, like it's not timed out. Like we could time it and be like, right, we're going to do it for one hour and we've got to make sure we hit all of these points within that time. But the point of podcasts is the the platform, the format, is it's long. You can go for as long as you want. Like we're not making it for network television where we've got to do it at this exact moment with to have these commercials in or anything like that. We just do it until like Dom and I would have this same conversation if the microphones were on or off. Like that's kind of what we're trying to make it feel like. Mm. Um and then the one other thing was uh, someone has said about how we do it by character rather than doing it by just retelling everything in order. And so we used to do that on the Mighty 90s. We would tell things in order of the movie. And we kind of felt after a while that we were basically just retelling the movie but not doing it any justice because you might as well just watch the movie, you know, where while we're doing it by characters is because we're imagining that's how that character is experiencing that episode. If you think about it from a television perspective, it's kind of an odd angle that you would, that you get to see everybody's different angles, you know, that you get all of the information about everybody. So we take it from what is mouth experiencing in this episode? What is, Peyton experiencing in this episode and sometimes we miss things out sometimes we do it on purpose because there's no point retelling that point uh, and other times we do miss little bits out but it feels like a more interesting way to recount what's been happening um so yeah so that's just my my feelings on it um potentially because we doing it in our own sort of fashion we probably we you know we might not be the biggest one tree hill podcast of all time you know because we're sort of doing it in our own style that might not be for everyone but for the people that it is for um then we hope that you get something out of it absolutely you know completely agree all the way along is people want to people that listen to our bit at the beginning are the people that you know want to listen to us and and have grown to enjoy uh, you know what they would call our chemistry uh and i just call it our friendship you know it's, we've known each other for an incredibly long time you know close to 30 years so yeah. um you know there's there's been a a gap in our history in terms of you know going to different schools when we started growing up and getting into our teens and later teens and all the uni years and stuff like that we we didn't really uh, say much to each other and then it was just kind of like a resurgence over the last sort of year or two wasn't it where we started getting in touch a bit more and um you know it's it's fantastic and I, I love spending time talking to you about anything and everything and um the fact that we 
kind of have a show and something to focus on because it's something that you love and that we can talk about and then on the other podcast and beyond farpoint it's something that i love and we can talk about it just kind of gives it that additional angle and that extra spin and we want to make this podcast as fun for a listener as as we make it for ourselves you know we we make this the way it is because it's fun for us and we enjoy it and actually people that were the comments we get are more angled and weighted to the you guys are crazy but funny and we really enjoy it you know and that's that's kind of why people keep coming back because we stay pretty true to ourselves in terms of how we run it and how we communicate with each other that's that's never really changed i don't think the only thing we've changed is our style slightly in terms of how we like follow the direction of a podcast because like you said we did the mighty 90s one and we were basically covering the whole film so one film that we never released was was goodfellas goodfellas was original was the first ever podcast we ever did but we never ever released it because it was like nearly four hours long because we basically talked the entire narrative of the film whereas if we'd gone and talked about the journeys of all the characters and the actors and how well they did it it probably would have been a two-hour podcast because we weren't reliving the entire film and it, it made sense to do that with a show that has so many different characters and we could talk about all their angles exactly like you said so the 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 conversation is is the the fun bit that's the whole point that's why we we do a podcast <laughs> yeah exactly completely and it's like if if people want to hear just about one tree hill like there are other podcasts for that you know like the point of a podcast is it's we if we don't put anything personal into it then you might as well just listen to the audio of one tree hill you know because that you're just you just want to hear the show but what we're trying to bring is this is our our perspective on it which you can agree with you don't agree with you know and that's part of the beauty of it as well and i mean and and a lot of the stuff you know is we say so much is said in jest you know like things about peyton for example is said in jest like as in she she is a fine character i wouldn't want her to not be in one tree hill like but i say it a lot of the time because it's just to wind up dominic not that it winds you up but you know just to it just to get a reaction you know it's just things that you know i would find funny um and things that you know and you say things that you know that i find funny and it's just more like i'm really happy with with what we what we've done and what we have and i do believe the majority of people you know that are listening enjoy all of that i mean uh we got a really nice message today from uh from a listener saying that you know this has helped them through a, a time of like depression and anxiety and having like a three hour window each week where it feels like they're just hanging out with some friends talking about a relatable topic because that's also what is so good about podcasts about tv and movies it's like that is the reference point we're talking about that's the anchor of the conversation and then everything around it it's like well i get it because that is the centerpiece you know so it's um yeah i i think i just wanted i think we've had a few things more recently of people saying the podcast episodes are are, get are, are long and there's a lot of chat in it in there and but to me it's like well that's not going to change you know it's like if 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 you're not into that then that's completely awesome and fine and completely respect your opinion and there are other podcasts that will fit that for you but you know this podcast is about us just 
chatting about one tree hill and, and about our lives really and hope and we're getting to know well unfortunately dom you well you are getting to know our listeners when they come on the podcast um but you know and you'll get this with beyond farpoint is that you know i feel like from communicating on instagram and patreon and whatever like i feel like i'm getting to know our listeners and they're becoming friends like we've said and that's wonderful um it's really nice um so yeah this all stemmed from and this is a classic we had one negative comment you know and uh you like or i anyway manifest on that one you know more than the we've been doing it for six months and that's the first negative comment we've had um but i just felt like it was important to at least say um that that is some of the reasoning why the podcast is how it is you know what well, one thing i want to add though is uh, we haven't necessarily said high flyers for a long time and but the reason we throw you know our personal stories in or any thoughts and feelings we have and we uh, you know want to share that is because we want people to share with us as well or feel like they can share or go to someone and share and you know there's people in the world that suffer from depression and anxiety and uh, exactly like the the listener that sent us the message earlier you know Simon um, forwarded it on to me and showed me and it was it was such a nice message it's so nice to read and very kind of grounding and and like a lovely thing because they're saying that exactly what you said it's like sitting having a chat with you know some mates and you know even if it's us two idiots (laughs) it's still (laughs) you know nice for someone it's nice for us to hear that we're kind of making a little difference and we're supporting people and all, all we've ever said is we want people to feel like they can reach out and if they feel like you know things aren't great at the moment just just drop us a message say hi you know whatever you think about the podcast it doesn't matter but even if you just want to say feeling a bit feeling a bit low today just thought i'd reach out and say hi and you know simon always replies you know and if anyone messaged me on the 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 beyond farpoint instagram i will always reply you know we're not gonna cut people off we're always gonna say hey you okay you know uh is what it is and some people will keep will just keep that private it doesn't go anywhere else and some people will be like hey you know feel free to share that that's that's the point that's that's the whole point of this is this conversation is good for us Mm. and and we talk about the the show and we make it you know funny for each other and other people find that funny but also we want to do the bit that helps people and supports people makes them feel comfortable and warm and loved almost but you know safe is we want this to be a safe place where people can say hey do you know what i'm actually really struggling um but you know this is kind of helping me a little bit and that's that's what we want that's what we're after completely uh there's actually i've never not responded to someone uh, and we get messages every day like i i always respond because i know what it's like being on the other end of try like messaging in to like somewhere and you know you're not and you don't get the response and you know not you, people can't always respond you know i understand all of that but i always thought well, if someone's going to the effort to write in to say something even if it's something just crazy you know or anything i will always converse i always do i i i, I missed one email once because it went into the junk and i i didn't see it for like three weeks i was like devastated <laughs> i mean, i responded um but you know like i it was devastated because i didn't want that person to think that i'd seen it and and ignored it you know um 
well we love all of that and i love uh i love having these conversations so yeah so for people that really don't like this chat at the beginning (laughs) then we've just spent however long talking about that bit it's probably the worst episode ever for them but hey next time you can just skip this part (laughs) <laughs> could you imagine we did a trick one time where we just like go straight into the episode and 45 minutes in we go right let's do our intro so <laughs> so those are our judgments now <laughs> yeah. let's, let's talk about the rest <laughs> keep them on their toes okay shall we go into this episode yes let's go into the episode let's talk about it let's get through it i think there's a fair amount to discuss in this one Mm. Where do you want to start, yeah. my friend? I would quite like to start with Brooke slash Felix, but mm-hmm. mostly Brooke, and then we'll work our way onto the rest because they'll interlink very closely again on this episode. Yeah, and we and we get a lot of trick. We do, we do. I really love the logo. The logo is really cool. I I wish I could show you. Right, so I have the Trick logo. I don't think... I'm going to try and move the camera. Have you got the massive neon light that was in the first episode? Oh, well, uh, Trick was first mentioned. Can you see it there? Uh, no. I can see Nicolas Cage. And Chad Michael Murray. Uh, Yes, I can, slightly. Very slightly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is uh, from one of the t-shirts so you know the the bar staff and whatever um does andy bring him he brings a box of t-shirts right yeah well like i've i already said earlier that trick is like a long-standing set piece um so it might not have been from the actual box but there's um but that I uh, so I connected with someone that worked on the set. Um, this like a, this is months before we started the podcast. So as as you know, I'd finished a rewatch of One Tree Hill during lockdown, um, and then or last year, and then when I finished, was like, what now? I must podcast <laughs> it with Dominic. So, uh, <laughs> but during that rerun, I had got in contact with someone that worked on on the set who was in the crew. And uh, and I bought two props off of her. That was one of them. So it was an actual T-shirt. It was just one that one of the extras was wearing. But the T-shirt was in a size small. So it's never going to fit me. So I just cut the logo out of the T-shirt and just put it on my pin board. <laughs> so that's, nice. a, that's up there. And then the other prop from season two, I will tell you when we get to that episode. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, Trick. I really like the logo. I think it's dope. Ooh. It's a good logo. I, I would agree. And a cool looking club. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was bouncing. It was jumping. The house was jumping. It's bouncing now. We say <laughs> bouncing. It was bouncing. So, okay, so where does Brooke begin? Well, she sort of comes out of her shower slash bathroom and is surprised to still see Felix in her bed. And is like, hey, you know, why are you still hanging around? You need to get out of here. We've kind of like, we've done the business. The deed is done. Contract is sealed. See you later, my friend. And he he tries to open up a little. Well, I say open up, but he tries to say, you know, 
let's try and re-emphasize the this is about being friends you know and stop trying to kick me out straight away sort of thing let's let's cuddle a little let's spoon <laughs> that's what that's all he wants and she's she's not having it is she she's just not having it at all and she she it felt that she was being very it's she's doing it because she's needs to be guarded for whatever reason whether it's because of the pain of what happened with her and lucas and peyton and she doesn't want to fall into that trap again of falling for someone that's only going to go and you know break her heart again because he he does seem like the from you know an outsider looking in he is kind of that type isn't he i go from girl to girl to girl to girl and it doesn't really matter um you know even though emotionally he could be really hurting these people and i think she's trying to prevent that from happening again so it throws up all these barriers mm. yeah that's really good <laughs> yeah i i didn't really <laughs> You ended that sentence, but it sounded like you was going to keep going. Um, yeah, she, I can uh... keep going if you want. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's actually those bits that I don't like, Brooke. I don't enjoy watching her on on screen. I think this is it's very awkward. It's very strange, and it's a, a difficult situation. But um, I think that's the point that you're meant to feel like that, aren't you? You're meant to feel like him mm. in in a strange way, like almost like she's kicking you out. Or, or like you know blocking you from being emotionally connected to her because she just throws up that front acts very nonchalant like yeah yeah this is done you need to go and you're like oh this is a bit weird but i also don't feel sorry for felix i kind of think you know it's not until the end of the episode where my thoughts on him changed again which we'll get to when we get to it but uh, again, throughout the majority of the episode, I I thought he's a bit of an idiot. I don't really like him very much. Yeah, it's like he's he's not a very likable character, but she's treating him poorly, so it kind of likens you to him to a slight to a degree, but he's still douchey. So you're not like all the way there. It's like if if she was treating lucas like this or mouth like this let's say that like someone that's already you know on the level as a as a fairly decent person you would feel even worse for them but because felix is kind of a douchebag it and when she's treated him badly it's kind of like ah, oh, you kind of make me indifferent if anything yeah and, and he's the sort of person that said from day one well we're gonna end up sleeping together we might as well get it out of the way and it's that attitude and that you know emphasis and bullshiness that he has that makes you think oh, he's a bit of a dick anyway <laughs> so actually if she's treating him like shit then fair play but yeah you, you you kind of like it's really hard kind of being on the fence with him isn't it so he's... you think wow he, she's he she's treating him really badly but maybe he kind of deserves it for the way he acts i are not sure he's less of a douche in this one though he's less by the end hmm, by the end I think, he has his uh, moments again, Throughout this episode, I really didn't like him. I thought, what a complete tosser. And then it got to <laughs> it got to the end, and I thought, well, he has some redeeming qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I get what you're talking about now. I thought you were talking about something else. There's a few moments of giving some of the, his reasoning and backstory, actually. Not just one. There's there's at least two. But yeah, okay. Well, let's 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 delve in. So 
where does she go now? Does she, oh, is Brooke now at the school pretending to do charity, but she's actually just getting money she, for herself? She's just collecting money for herself, which is just such a horrendous thing to do. Um, uh, it was amusing, but it was just quite shocking at the same time. And the woman in the picture was from like a, a crabs medication. A cra- cramps. Um, so that cramps, like, cramps for like period pain is what oh, we... in America they called it cramps. Crabs is something very different. Crabs is... No, 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 no. You thought that women had crabs. I was thinking, like, what's going on? She's got, like, crabs. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton has experienced crabs and has used this medication before. <laughs> I'm trying to be good towards Peyton. I'm trying. I was thinking during this episode... Give Peyton a chance. Give Peyton a chance. Give Peace a chance. And then there was a couple moments where I was like, oh, Peyton, you make it so easy. (laughs) (laughs) So easy to hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Poor girl. That poor girl. Poor obnoxious Peyton. Well... Maybe that doesn't matter anymore. She's so obnoxious. Anyway, we'll get to Peyton and her obnoxiousness. Yeah. Brooke is collecting money for herself because she wants to go shopping Mm -hmm. for the night out, for the opening of... um, Trick. Trick. Uh, And she she basically doesn't want to do budget shopping. And it turns into an invite from Hayley taking her out shopping and showing her how to shop, you know, from a budget. Um, which I thought it was a really nice gesture from Hayley and Brooke just continues to play bratty rich kid that isn't a rich kid anymore. Yep. And she's really struggling to come to terms with this fall and dip where she has no money. And it's it's making it quite difficult watching, actually, because it's quite like, okay, you need to start getting over it everyone everyone in the place is like i want to be a better version of me and uh, i really want to go out and do this and achieve this in my life and you know i've kind of i've come from nothing or humble beginnings and i this is where i want to go and she's just like yeah i'm super fucking rich i <laughs> and now now i've got no fucking money and i have to like be like you peasants it's horrendous <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, pretty, pretty much. much um but it's a nice scene. I like. It's nice to see Haley with Brooke, and they're so friendly. Because if you think back to the beginning of the first season, Brooke didn't even like. You know, didn't even want to give Haley a lift home from that. You know, in episode six with the thing, the thing third and whatever, she didn't even <laughs> want to give her a lift home. Like, and now they're they're friends. Like Haley. Is basically is pretty popular, I think now, really, isn't she? Surely she's reached that level. You know, she's married to the captain of the basketball team. Um, she did some cheerleading, and I suppose the singing is going to help. Surely. Oh yeah, there's so many great lines from Chris Keller in this episode <laughs> that we've got to get to. <laughs> Just reminded me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then where else does Brooke go? Oh, does Brooke is later with Peyton, where, and we'll get to Peyton, but Peyton has been given a rider by um, Chris Keller, 
and then Brooke gets the idea that she can write one for like a list of rules for Felix and then she presents mm-hmm. that to him while he's like waxing his car um and uh yeah it's well, what did you think of that it was an unusual exchange you know it's kind of a way of her saying these are the rules back off a bit i don't want anything more than just you know basically just sex isn't it that's all she wants that's all she's interested in um and in a weird way when she sort of comes over and jumps on the car he says oh i've just got to finish this bit i'll meet you upstairs and she's like no not this time and and it kind of implies that he's getting it he understands that that's all it is and she can just turn up it's like he's at her beck and call like like totally that that is it she's just he is just totally available to her at the drop of a hat um and i mean it's probably more about him being a randy teenager than than anything else but uh it just it's just a weird weird sort of feeling to their storyline at this point it's just very odd isn't it Mm, yeah for sure um she he says well you won't be upset then that i've got a date tonight right or a date to the club opening and she's like well check rule 12 or something which says you know exactly that uh that you know would not ask about other dates or something like that basically not being jealous um is that is that pretty much it until they get to trick uh yeah so she gives them that she goes off she gets ready and then she she gets there she turns up um and she's kind of already planning on having some drinks and getting drunk but she gets told that she can't and karen actually cuts the over 21's um wristband off of her and says no drinking and she's like oh okay um and she's kind of taking her own little supply of booze and she's topping up her her juice or whatever she's drinking and gets herself into a little bit of a state and it's kind of where mouth comes in and tries to play protector and i i I felt really sorry for mouth in this episode because um he well he arrives and he's like gearing himself up to say oh you know i like you or let's let's do something let's try and go on a date or something like that and i'm i actually thought he would do it i thought he would go over and say let's let's go out and have you know this moment and he gets interrupted by felix turning up with Teresa. Teresa, who will be on this podcast um i know exciting <laughs> uh and Teresa's wearing uh one of brooke's old dresses and brooke's pretty mean to Teresa. poor Teresa. she gets she's... it from every angle doesn't she it's... she's done nothing wrong so she's nothing. got a bit of body odor She's she suits a purple dress, you know. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not her fault. People get sweaty. This happens. They do. Go to a pharmacy, get a special roll on, you'll be okay. Get some of ask Peyton where she got the crab's medicine from. You'll <laughs> be around that aisle somewhere. <laughs> uh okay. So we're in we're in the club. Um, shall we, yeah, shall we, shall we talk about mouth then? So he goes over, he gets interrupted. Oh no, that's, yeah, he's about to go over, he gets interrupted. Um, and then Brooke, yeah, it's basically a bit of a mess in the club. 
she like shouts out when Chris Keller's about to perform and Peyton has, has to be like, you know, you need to calm to calm yourself. Show us your dick. Yeah, what did she say? She's literally shouting, show us your dick, but she gets like, uh, Peyton throws her hand over her mouth very oh, quickly. Wow. So we, we get, show us your dick. <laughs> That's, oh, Brick. Um, <laughs> have you ever been that, have you ever been that drunk? What, that I've shouted, show us your dick? <laughs> well, now I want to answer. Yes, that is my question. <laughs> sure. It wasn't intentionally uh, going to be that, but yeah. I, I've never shouted that in a state of drunkness, no. Okay. I have been that drunk before. I've been more drunk than that before. How drunk have you been? What's the most Dreadful. drunk you've been in? The... <laughs> that is such a weird question. I... <laughs> I went on a stag do once, a very old friend of mine. Um, actually, you know them, very old friend of my brother's as well. My brother was the best man. And I, we went to Latvia. Okay. Now, I went with a, a group of people that aren't very sensible. In fact, they're, they're pretty, pretty dumb. Okay. And I'm thinking we're going to a country where nobody speaks the language and it's not an easily translatable, workoutable language you know, because it's not like Latin based so I can't really work my way around it <laughs> and try and figure things out and communicate. It's it's a it's a Russian language or they speak Russian. It's, it's quite difficult or, you know, very similar. Um, and I'm thinking okay, we, we need to be fairly sensible because this lot will do something stupid and get themselves in a bit of trouble and we need to be, you know, pretty level-headed about this in a country that we have no idea what the rules are and what, you know, the police are going to be like or what the na- natives are going to be like. You know, they might look at us and think, who are these idiots and why the hell are they in our country? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so it was a bit like edgy. And I decided that uh, on this uh, on this um, stag do, I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't drink, you know, anything outrageous. I have a couple of beers in the nights and then, you know, just kind of, watch over everyone just be kind of like protector a little bit and it got to the last night and i was really bored <laughs> i was so bored i thought wait why were you um, why were you bored i was just bored this wasn't the most like pumped exciting bouncing um Jumping. Y- you know kind of stag weekend bouncing um so i thought Do you know what i'm gonna go to the bar i'm gonna get myself a drink and then I'm going to kind of see what happens from there. And I was just standing at the bar and I said, I don't know why, because I don't drink spirits at all. And I maybe not drink spirits now because of this. I said, can I have a vodka and Red Bull? And of course, the the, the portion sizes that we would get here would be like, like a millimetre of vodka and then half a gallon of Red Bull. Whereas yeah. in Latvia, it was kind of the other way around. It was almost like half and half and it felt like it was like a proper tumbler this is almost a pint glass this isn't this isn't a small little glass that we again that we'd get here this is this is a proper drinking glass and i drank that drink and then i got another one and i happened to be standing next to someone who i didn't know and i went you're right mate do you want a drink and he went uh, yeah sure and i bought him a drink and that's pretty much the last thing i remember of that night um and um, <laughs> what I've been told uh, is that is that that was a, a big stag do from Glasgow staying at the same hotel and I, I bought one of their party a drink and because I bought him a drink they'd invited me over to their table 
with the rest of their stag do and I had a few drinks with them and I was making them laugh and they were they were having a great time I was apparently having a great time and they just kept buying me drinks we kept drinking and apparently like my brother was there and you know friends of mine and stuff like that they said that I was having a great time and it wasn't there was nothing like unusual about it there was no like they weren't bullying me or being nasty or anything like that they were genuinely like thought I was quite funny and just kept buying me drinks and stuff and I'd buy them drinks and it was all fun and games um uh and that that's literally it and then apparently I joined another stag do as well so it was like three stag do for in one night kind of event it's a roulette uh, of stags pretty much and I was buying drinks and they were buying me drinks and then I managed to get myself back to the hotel room that I couldn't find sober. It, this, the corridors in this place were like absolute mazes and there were stairs everywhere and it was confusing as hell. I managed to find my way back to the room like completely off my nut. And, um, off my nut. Um, I didn't have the room key and I, I like broke the door in and just got, I just got into bed. But I didn't like break the frame what? of the door. I literally you kicked smashed the door, the door and just, in. I literally kicked the door in and let myself in my own hotel room. <laughs> Jesus I Christ! Yeah, Is I have it... no, I've just no, absolutely no recollection of it other than waking up incredibly, incredibly sick. Being sick. Yes. A lot. Yes. And then got a flight home the next day, and it was horrendous luckily our flight was about five hours delayed so that they were all knackered and felt like horrendous by that time and i was fine i just i ate at the airport and i felt great so for the flight i was pumped i felt really good but for the whole day leading up to that i felt like absolute dog shit (laughs) (laughs) wait wait did you have to pay for the door then no i didn't break anything i'd managed to like kick the oh. door in but n- not damage anything nothing was damaged on the How? door don't know i have no idea that's concerning security floor <laughs> like i mean this this hotel it was called a hotel it, uh, trust me it wasn't a fucking hotel i don't know what we stayed in we we stayed in some sort of labyrinth it was it was so fucking weird that's really funny i the 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 most the most drunk that i've been is a much more simple story um <laughs> Would you like to hear him? Of course. I uh, I went to Sweden on New Year's Day. This is a long time ago. I was probably like 19. No, no, yeah. no. Probably 20. I think I was 20. I was 20, I remember. Right, I was 20 years old. 33 now, so 13 years ago. And um, <laughs> and I ended, up, I ended up getting into this silly, silly, silly... Uh, debate with a swedish guy that i was there like drinking with in a nightclub of uh who can drink more the british or the swedish <laughs> that it's not and i'm you know i <laughs> i'm a 20 year old kid like what do i know but it was just this <laughs> anyway he lines up seven in a row seven jaeger bombs Oh, horrendous. Right? And the 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 nightclub actually came over with a proper camera and like took a picture of it and there's a picture of me just like 
like wide-eyed looking at them across the bar and i think they actually had it on their website as like one of their main pictures on the home page right <laughs> which is all good which is all good for them it wasn't good for me because the next thing i remember i remember drinking them and then it's just like an instant flash i'm on a dance floor instant flash i'm being chucked out of the club next flash i wake up face down in snow like outside like i'm talking like three foot of snow and i was just face down and i was like lucky that they they found me (laughs) like i could have died like i was just like in the freezing snow the next flash i'm like it must be like an hour later or something and i'm just throwing up in on the floor of someone's car the next flash i'm in a shower with my clothes on and someone's like trying to shower me to wake me up the next flash i wake up in bed jesus yeah, not... that's crazy, isn't it? It's so. Do you bad. know what the moral it's of the story so is? Do you know what the moral of the story is? I think probably Sweet. Swedish people probably can drink more. <laughs> Sweden won. <laughs> Sweden won. So <laughs> stupid! Like what? Like how old were you when this stag happened? Mid twenties, maybe early to mid twenties. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. It's just silly things that young people do sometimes. But I, I actually, I I had an experience when I think I was 30, it's like three years ago, and uh, of drinking spirits. And I, I was at, I was abroad, I was in America. Um, but this wasn't Boston. like... Obs- in Boston, yeah. But this wasn't like excessive drinking. It was, I'd had some bad luck in the day. Like I'm a vegetarian and places we'd gone to eat they didn't have vegetarian options blah 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 i had an empty stomach and i think the bartender was pouring latvia size portions of drinks <laughs> and it just met and i just got messed up um and i fell out of control like my not, not of like what i was doing like i'm not like i i'm not a crazy drunk or anything uh but i fell out of control like you know you know when the room starts spinning and all that sort of stuff oh, and goodness. i just uh, and then afterwards, when I after the hangover and all of that stuff, I just made a, a vow that I would never drink spirits again. Never. Like, I will drink beer, I'll drink wine, and if I'm going to have a cocktail, it's going to be a motherfucking glass of champagne. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's it. And it's been it's been three years, and guess what? I, I've, you know, when I've, I've had... Uh, some wine here or you know some champagne or a beer or a few beers you know i could feel a bit buzzed but never more than that and that's exactly mm. the state that i want to be in i don't ever want to be to a point where a room is spinning or i'm like throwing up in a toilet it's someone in like my early 30s you know it's, this is i think it's my wife would say it's uh it's like a rite of passage like it's, like people go through this people have these drunk nights do this so that they learn not to do them you know (laughs) so yeah when the last when i would come to yours to podcast do mighty 90s when we first started um last february and you you gave me a beer i had a beer like a corona or whatever that was the last time i I I think it was a soul really Mm. That so just for context, we're saying this is we're talking for people listening. This is February of 2020, and we're in March of 2021. So you haven't had a single sip of beer, wine, anything in over a year. No, nope. nothing. That's crazy. Well, it's just not crazy. Just don't, 
Don't drink. Just don't bother. Is that because it's been locked down though? Like as if it hadn't have been locked down. If you've been, you know, out for dinner with with your girlfriend, you wouldn't have a glass of wine or something? No. Nope. What do you drink at dinner? Just have a soft drink. Hmm. Does she I go drink? To a, I go to a, I go to a pub quiz every week, don't I? With a like friend of mine, sometimes another friend. And yeah. I just have Diet Coke or whatever. So Brooke is on one of these rites of passage growing up situations of doing one of these nights that she's going to regret and then probably in her mid to late 20s slash early 30s will give up spirits and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so it is the moral of the story. Uh, it, it it jumps. So let's let's cover Mouth and Felix. Should, should we go through their journey a little bit as yeah. well? Yeah. So Felix has um, makes it very clear that he doesn't like Lucas to Lucas. Makes it very clear he doesn't like Lucas to Anna. Is it Anna? Yeah. His sister? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. Just, uh, just um, quickly on that point, because you, you're not able to listen to it, but I think you'll, you'll find this interesting. Kieran, who plays Andy, said that his wife in real life um, was in like the very final round of auditions to play Anna and she oh, wow. like missed out at like sort of the last minute and his wife is like famous and is and acted and has been in like loads of things like it sounds like equal to him you know in terms of like success or, or and whatever uh but I thought that was really interesting that you know it was actually really close that they could have both entered the show at the same time and they have subsequently been on shows at the same time his wife mm-hmm. and him but yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, well, F- Felix, anyway, like I said, is making it very clear to everyone that he hates Lucas um, because he's sniffing around his sister. But we go, <laughs> we end, <laughs> we end, we end up having <laughs> Felix <laughs> gets dragged outside by Anna, um, and they're discussing the the picture that she has of her. Mm. I assume flashing, like lifting up her top when they were in the photo booth. And he kind of blames Lucas for that, even though he's clearly not in the picture and wouldn't have forced her to do it. But fine, he he's, you know, misinterpreting the situation. And it's the first time that Lucas has even seen that picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has absolutely no rec- like, well, no knowledge of it at all because she ripped it in half, didn't she? And gave him the two of them kissing and then that was it. It then um, sort of transpires, doesn't it, a little bit that he, he sort of alludes to the fact that they've moved away because she's done something before. It's almost like she's like shamed the family and they've had to move town. So, so I'm now starting to think that, that the parents aren't necessarily doctors that have to move around. They move around because they cause trouble where they go or something always happens and they have to get away from it. Yeah, well, it's uh, rumours, he says, you know, and he said that's how the rumours start. Um, And he said that he liked his old life, you know, and that so he was happy before and he's had he's had to adjust and had to move, which gives a bit more, um, you know, layering to his character. It makes you understand him a bit more that, well, he's actually disgruntled. And feels like he's having to move with, you know, and it's not by his choice. Yeah, it's almost like we have to move because of Anna. And Anna is the one that 
that causes all these problems, really. So it's not necessarily him being overprotective of her. He's being protective of his life and his, you know, socialness, I suppose, and, and the way he is allowed to, you know, live and be around people. And the the fact that he can't get to know people for for long might be because Anna is a problem, but... Uh, yeah, just I have to wait and see. Obviously, it's it's a bit of a strange one. I I can't see, I can't see what the issue is. You know, from uh, from just sort of thinking about it, it kind of feels like maybe she, you know, had a relationship with someone that she she shouldn't have had a relationship with, like a teacher or something mm. like that at the school that they worked at, and it it became a whole legal battle and oh we were in love and but actually he was a, a adult and she's not necessarily a consenting adult and mm. they, they had to move for that reason and maybe Felix blames her because she's the one that initiated it I don't, I don't that's kind of what I'm thinking I like that sure <laughs> well I don't, I don't... We'll, lock, we'll lock that little prediction in there <laughs> okay um what else happens with Brooke? Oh, well, so a big thing is that Mouth uh, confronts Brooke. Well, not confronts is the wrong word. He sort of approaches Brooke at the bar and, um, you know, asks how she is, so on and so forth. You okay? He gets not even friend zoned, he gets family zoned. Family zoned. <laughs> so hard. That was like dropping an anvil on his head. Not even that... fa- like little brother, my yeah. little brother, my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep. That's, it's super like, deep. We've we've tied an anchor to his leg and thrown him down a set of stairs. That that is how that <laughs> Jesus. feels. And he's so small. I can just imagine him oh. just flailing down the stairs. Oh, just tear him in half. His little face when she said, "You know, <laughs> so broken." i i've got um so i didn't know this you know this is my first baby that i that i have um is it you didn't know it's your first one do you think i do you think you were my baby (laughs) the podcast is your baby (laughs) the podcast yes um so he he does the cutest little thing when his um when he's if he gets really upset he telegraphs that it's about to happen by sticking his bottom lip out, by doing the, like, pouty, like, bottom lip. And I didn't realise that was a real thing. And he does it, and I'm like, oh, it's so cute. And then he cries, and it breaks my heart, because, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, no. Like, he's crying, and I love him so much. But that's basically what happened to Mouth. Like, it was sad moments poor mouth poor mouth in his oversized shirt it's so sad so i know sad. it's huge isn't it he is a tiny human being he looked like he was wearing his dad's clothing <laughs> yeah i did it. dad have you got anything i can wear for a night out <laughs> i i did it when, <laughs> when i was like yeah dad please have you got a shirt and i was like wearing my dad's work shirts and stuff <laughs> like <laughs> tucking those in yeah um oh mouth right so then 
Mouth does. So he's the... been he, he's been family zoned massively. He does uh, the chivalrous thing of taking Brooke home to her home. To like... Well, he confronts Felix first, doesn't he? And says, <gasps> what the hell is your problem? What are you doing to Brooke? What are you doing? How, how could you do this to her? It's like you're playing sick games with her. She's over that side of, of the club just getting drunk and making herself feel like crap and gibbering. And it's all because of you. Like, what are you playing at? You don't understand, Mouth, and you don't need to understand Okay. Now, again, this is a simple moment of explanation. This is a mouth. Look at these list of rules. This is everything that's come from Brooke. She's done this. She's set herself up for this. Uh, I'm kind of not in the wrong here. I mean, he's not entirely blameless, but, you know, come on. That she's created these set of rules and I'm just continuing to play the game. That's true. That's true. So, but, but but then he, he takes that. it too far. He pushes mouth. He puts his hand on mouth. And then we'll we'll talk about it. Let's talk about the fight. I will, like we'll obviously talk I to Lucas's build up. These these fights aren't really fights, are they? It's more of how 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 long can we hold on to each other <laughs> and roll around. There's only two punches thrown, and that was one each. I, I'm I'm expecting like seventeen punches from at least one of them. You say you want more of a Cobra Kai, like the end of season two of Cobra Kai. I wanted a brawl. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, he so he puts his hand on mouth. Lucas steps up, which I I mean I loved as a first time viewer. You must have thought, yes, come on. If anyone, you got to stick up for Mouth. And plus, Lucas and Mouth go way back. They're River Court boys. That's that's a different level of bonding. If you if you grow up on the River Court at midnight, playing, you know, to all times, they they never sleep in Tree Hill. You know, that's a that that goes back. They they don't sleep there. Two thirty eight was the the time on the clock. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I've got things to say about that. Um, I knew you would. As soon as I saw that <laughs> clock, I was like, Dom's going to be upset about this. It feels like it's 2.38, you know, now. It's only 20 past 11. So what's yeah. wrong What's wrong with these people? Why don't they sleep? Just sleep. <laughs> anyway, like we'll get to the sleeping problems in a minute. Felix and Lucas have their fight. Felix says... Lucas is like, I'm not going to do this here. Karen's watching. This is their first night. I'm not going to do this here. I'm a bu- I kind of like I'm above it, whatever. But actually, if he was outside, he would have thrown a punch. So, again, it's it's a bit of a strange situation. But he's like, no, I'm not going to do this here. And Felix is like, well, that's a shame because I am. And he he has such a run up. It's like like throwing a block, Lucas. You can see that shit coming from four miles away. Like, or just move, do something, put put someone in the way, throw Teresa in the way. You know, oh, poor just, Teresa. Just... <laughs> stop that punch somehow and he gets smacked like proper smacked in the in the mouth doesn't he in the lip um and you know fair play to him he gets a good punch back he you know gets him in the eye and then it's a rolling around on the floor and then it's it's keith and andy to the rescue like separating it and separating them from each other and keith gets has a great line of where uh felix is like oh everyone i forget everyone's related here why am I getting tossed out? And uh, Keith says, you're getting tossed out because you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, 
Keith, get out of here. Keith has such a great episode. He has a nice episode, doesn't he? Thank God. Keith's needed <laughs> an episode like this for a long time. Basically, Keith gets laid in this episode, right? <laughs> Keith um, lost his virginity again. <laughs> Keith's not a Vulcan, I tell you that now. <laughs> Star Trek reference. Got to listen to the podcast oh, to know. Hey. <laughs> Can start slipping them in. Be like, hey, if you don't know, that's your fault. Beyond Farpoint. Head over, head over to Beyond Farpoint. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he gets tossed out. And then Mouth's taken Brooke home to her home and sort of made sure she's safe and got her in and everything. And then Felix comes because he comes to check on, on her as well. And then Mouth and Felix have an exchange. Well, at the club... Mouth kind of makes it clear that it was Felix that paid for the, the doll's house. Mm. And it yeah. was Mouth that was just kind of delivering it. So it kind of looked like Mouth had done a good thing. Now, in a way, if Felix was kind of, you know, a bit better of a of a guy about it and said, you know, I'm going to... Do you know what, Mouth? You've obviously liked this girl a lot longer and uh, I don't want to kind of get in the way of that. I'm going to buy this house back for her because she loves it and it's kind of like her you know pride and joy of when she was a kid and it's so, such nostalgic value you know to her but what i'm going to do is just let her think that you bought it back for her you tra- you tracked it down you you got the money for it you bought it back and you're giving it to her because you know i want i want you to have an opportunity i want you to have a chance here and i'm going to step away and and you know i'll move on and do something else it's fine who 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 is that good who is that good a person to be like, hey, man, I'm going to give you over $500. Because the woman liked that doll's house. She liked it a lot. She paid $450. <laughs> Felix must have paid like a grand for it to get that doll house back. So, Dom. $600 max. Never. She's making a tiny profit out of that. He's not going to go beyond six. Surely. Well... Well, well, the point is, Dom, is would you spend 600, let's say, pounds of your hard-earned money to help somebody else get into a relationship? It depends who it was. It was me. Definitely. Oh, I'm married, Dom. What a waste of money. (laughs) Fooled again. (laughs) Dom giving out his money again. Trying to set up people. But, like, I understand, you know, that that could work in Pleasantville, but here in real life, he's, uh, you know, this is a nice thing. This should enlighten you or, you know, uh, put you onto Felix's side, right? He did a nice thing and didn't even take credit for it. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is that even without even without all all of that, at the end of the episode as well, he says, oh, you really like her, don't you? Because Mouth sits there and goes... Brooke, I love you. Which oh, my we all God. Know. Oh, my God. I actually said to the screen when Mouth said, I love you. <laughs> and I've seen this five times. It's like, oh, my God, Mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you crazy? And he's, he's young and he's impressionable and he's, you, you know, he really likes her. She showed it's understandable him his first boobs, isn't it? The strip club. <laughs> That's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> 
and uh, it gives him the opportunity, you know, when he feels a little bit more comfortable, you know, because she's unconscious, uh, to say, you know what, I love you. This is this is what happened to Jimmy. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Mouth whispered into Jimmy's ear. I love you, but there can only be one. There can only be one. <laughs> get, get in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, dear. Dig your own Poor grave, Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, shit. Dig it, Jimmy. <laughs> Dig it. Look out to the with, woods, Jimmy. <laughs> with your hands. He's <laughs> not allowed to shuffle. Oh, <laughs> oh this is sick. Some sort of sickness. <laughs> right, anyway. so let's 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 put it into fan fiction right here, right now. Dom and I are saying that Mouth is actually a serial killer, and he murdered Jimmy because Jimmy found out that Mouth had killed before. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Larry for a while. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jake. I put some polls out. A, a listener wrote in and said that she thought that you are a character that hasn't entered the show yet. I don't think they entered until season four, maybe. Uh, and that, and that I was like Chris Keller, and I thought that was funny uh, for both of the reasons for both of these characters. So I put it out as a poll and uh, on Instagram and asked people to put in who they think our pairings would be, and. Um, most people, it was like a 50-50 on that one. Uh, and I put a few for some others, but someone had said they thought that uh, we were like Lucas and Jake and that one got the most, the most, the highest percentage. So, wow. There you go. What, me as Jake? Yeah, you as Jake. I don't know how, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> He's a good guy. I mean... Sure. <laughs> you know Grace. You spoke to her. You could I be her dad. Grace. I probably could. That's the, the horrible thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it so much worse. <laughs> Not in that I actually could be her dad, in that I'm old enough to be her dad. That's what I'm, I mean. Yeah, we got it. We know. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, back to this episode. Yeah. I already told you the first 45 minutes, Dom. It's fine. This is how it rolls <laughs> on this. When we're on Star Trek, we'll stick to the script. It's fine. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we... <laughs> okay. Felix um, then has his little words with Mouth and says that he, he didn't mean any like disrespect or anything like that. Let's be friends and kind of puts his little fist out and Mouth's like, take care of her. But what Mouth says... Before that, is I've written down as my favourite line. Let's hear it. You want to hear it now? Yeah, it's in context. Okay. And Mouth says, guys like me don't get girls like her, and guys like you don't care. It's mm, a great line. It was. I wrote that down as my favourite line. One, because I thought there was actually uh, slim pickings for favourite lines in this one, except for... Um, Anything Keith. Chris Keller says. Everything Chris Keller said. Oh, he was a dick. I didn't like him at all. I I don't normally... <laughs> I don't think I've liked him in my previous watches. For this watch, I'm loving him. Oh, gosh. 
Oh gosh. He had so many lines that were brilliant. I actually wrote wrote one of them down and I never write anything down. So So prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a good line. Um, And then then Mouse like take care of her and and walks out. And this is where Brooke... So Phoenix goes to sit on the bed and Brooke kind of wakes up a little bit and is like, oh, you took care of me? And he's like, "Uh, yeah. And then she falls back asleep. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just a bit like, well, you're stealing someone else's thunder. Mm-hmm. But and the the person that you that... just apologised to as well. Yeah, but is that repayment for the the doll's house? Mm. Is, you know, is that how we're seeing that? No, Mouth needs to move on. Mouth needs to move on. Focus on like Haley or something. I reckon she could be <laughs> Haley over, over Nathan. I think that could happen. That could be a thing. Just just subtly, just you know, start dropping hints. Just be like, I'm smart, you're smart, come on. You don't need to chew at me, Hayley. Yeah. I could chew at you. <laughs> oh, I could chew at you. Call me Colonel. Call me <laughs> Colonel, no. Have you seen Jimmy? He's in my closet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this, take, this takes a bad turn. Every um, time as well. It's like we've got an illness. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Peyton's illness. Crabs. Oh, I got those crabs. <laughs> She's got cream. It's fine. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I made a specific effort. It's like, we're not going to bash Peyton today. Going to keep it cool. Right. Felix goes over to Lucas's at the end and then gives him... We get a needle drop. So... The music has a bit of a pattern. I don't know if you if you'd registered that yet. That we get the music throughout, and then the last like three minutes is usually always a montage of like setting each character in the position for where we're going to pick up with them in the next episode, and uh, it's usually also wrapping up what's happened in that episode, and then setting up what's going to happen for the next one, and. It's usually either to a song or it's to a score. And this one was the first one where it's like it's done all of that. And then they needle drop, took the music out. And we just get uh, Felix like threatening Lucas, basically, to stay away from his sister. Yeah, I I find it all very odd. And I think now on reflection, I'm thinking that that's more about himself and keeping himself kind of safe and keeping them in Tree Hill... Um, because she has this strange past, um, but it's all a bit, all a bit up in the air at the moment, isn't it? And he, Lucas, just kind of like squints at it, doesn't he? Really, doesn't really say much. It's a standard reaction. What else? <laughs> just <laughs> permanent fixture. <laughs> so okay. Uh, so where should we? Where do you want to go to now? Where would you like to go? Let's go to. Let's go to Peyton. Okay, she she had a good like path in this episode. I thought. She had a good, um, I thought she had a really good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought it was a more uh, endearing episode, and then we kind of get to the end, and it sheds a little bit of light on something. And a prediction I have made is still on the cards, still yeah. in the balance. You know, it's it's still available. It's right there. Well, okay. 
Let's go to the beginning. We can probably wrap up Chris Keller and Haley maybe in this because um, they're kind of their scenes all intertwine. But Peyton goes to the record store at eight in the morning to talk to Chris Keller, and uh, he says, "She says we we want you to play." It's like great. Uh, here's my here's my rider, um, and they have a bit of back and forth first. Uh, and uh, he wants uh, he wants magnum sized condoms, extra large, <laughs> the regular size to cut off the circulation. <laughs> How is this not making uh, you laugh? It made you laugh now. It didn't make you laugh in the episode. I was just thinking, oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> Literally, that's what he's saying. He has a massive penis head that he needs a massive extra large condom. I was I was kind of on the side of Peyton's reaction, like, oh, get over yourself. Mate, get over yourself. You're more obnoxious than her. And she spent pretty much a season and a bit being obnoxious. And you're absolutely smashing that out of the water, you massive prick. <laughs> Didn't like him. I really no, don't. You're I'm not, not su- a fan. You're not supposed to like him, but at least Whoa, he knows he's it well. doing it. Right. it well. Yes, but at least he's meant to be that way. We're meant, to, we're meant to be endeared way. to Peyton, I think. But... I felt a bit sorry for her as well, because she's obviously try- she's trying to make a thing of it, isn't she? Like, this is a big event, and we'd like to come and sing, because we saw your audition, and like, everyone else like suck big time they're rubbish and we really want you to to come along because you, you could kind of make the night and he's like is it chris keller yeah and he talks about himself in the third person it's all very odd and he's just a bit <laughs> abusive he's like here's my here's my rider so he knew that she would eventually come back and see him and he's like well, here's my rider go and get all of this stuff and i'll do it and it's all like over ripened fruit like, what is wrong with this guy? yeah what else does he ask for um yeah, just random stuff. I thought it was funny. Weirdo. Chamomile weird. tea. Yeah, that was in there. She she kind of accepted that one. She's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Because for your vocals, that's... Vegetarian uh... pizza. That was oh, in yeah. There. I respected one, that. One of your lot. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife likes chamomile tea. He's basically... Uh, he lost me a fruit. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the melon. <laughs> Besides that, perfect night in. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, okay, so then, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what, what's... If we go to the club then, Peyton's DJing. She's got the headphones up a lot. I see that means she's DJing. Right, she's got the headphone when? to her ear. Loads of the times. When she's talking to... Haley and Haley saying about she doesn't want to go on. She's got stage fright, etc. She's got the she's holding the headphone to her ear, so oh, okay. I assume she's DJing or she's in Funny. the DJ booth just listening on a headphone. Because they had a DJ, so there was someone there that was DJing, wasn't there? Or they might have just done just a doing... set. They might have done a set, and she just did like the music, the intro music. That's you know, while people are entering the club. This is what people want to hear. They want to hear what Peyton wants to listen to. I guess Just so. Porter's head and Travis and oh my god! Imagine Keen. Imagine going into that club and listening to fucking Keen. <laughs> oh, turn that shit off. 
I've seen Keen live. How did you feel about it? Did you feel like pain? Didn't Did know you have who, crabs? I didn't know <laughs> by the end of it. I didn't I didn't know who they were. I was uh, it was at a festival in America and they just happened to be playing. T I was playing the same thing. I was more oh, interested nice. in that. <laughs> so yeah. Did you walk across an empty land? Do you know the pathway like the back of your hand? Are these keen lyrics. I think so. I can tell you some T I lyrics. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell with the barrel in your mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's mouth's line to Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sick okay. This, I think this is a really bad episode. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think, I think we're both really tired, and I think this is going to come out as a really poor episode. I'm I keeping this part in. I think it'll come out as one of our best. I doubt it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've, we've got to have slumps. I mean, the episode itself <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> you can't be You can't be on a 10 the whole time. Exactly. Never exactly. were. The Never. actual episode itself wasn't, wasn't great, was it? No, we're not there yet, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get it out of you early. So, Chris Keller... Uh, goes to sing. Event gets his opportunity to sing because Haley turns around and says that she she can't do it. She's too afraid. She's too frightened. Stage fright has really got her. Peyton kind of d- doesn't make a massive thing about it, but she says, you know, you have to try and get over that, you know, soon. And kind of says she'll sort it out and deals with it. And Chris Keller goes up, plugs his guitar in, uh, tries to get the attention of the audience. Now I kind of feel like all he needed to do is what Haley did and just start singing. And people would eventually pay attention, but I think he wanted people to stop immediately where they were, pay him some focus, and then he could start, but he wasn't getting that. So he kind of storms off and it all becomes a thing and Karen's getting booed and having to offer people pretty much the whole place a free drink and she's like very quick to say no, juice, juice, juice. Um, and it all becomes a bit of a, an issue and Peyton's like, oh, it's become the, the worst night ever and what do we do? What do we do? And Chris Keller kind of sells it as, wow, if I hadn't have done this, would she be doing that? And this is when Haley goes up on stage and is, she's ready to play and she kind of psychs herself up for it and she, she gets into her song. What did you think of her song? It was a nice song. It was about October. <laughs> okay. It was. That's what she was singing about. Yeah. About leaves falling off trees autumn it's a nice time of year yeah it's not as good as summer well sometimes the heat's too much i i like i actually appreciate all of the seasons i'm that guy (laughs) i like them all (laughs) i like spring it rains most of the time in this country (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fuck this country Uh, oh god oh god yeah okay so you don't. You didn't mind the song. The song was alright. I quite liked it. Haley sings her song. It's a really big hit. Everybody's really, really happy. Everybody in the audience is saying it's wonderful. Even Keeps' new girlfriend is saying, "Oh, this is great. I'm going to bring my other boyfriends here," um, which is quite a funny little moment. Yeah, she has that a lot. I was pointing at you, like, "Yeah, well remembered." Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we get to Peyton 
and Haley being congratulated at the end and being quite happy. And then uh, they're kind of clearing people out. Peyton says to Nathan, no, sorry, Haley says to Nathan, oh, I have to do that interview with Thud Magazine. They want to talk to me for a little while, so I might be late home. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll meet you there. Um, have have a great time. And then this is the moment where Peyton and Haley walk into the the private like lounge area, probably the green room, and they all kind of sit back and it's like, oh shit, 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 um, because the geezers in there, the promoters in there, basically setting up some lines of cocaine. And he's like, oh no, no don't worry. Me and Peyton did a couple of lines together the other day. She's cool. And it's like, ah. Oh, now Haley knows. Haley's in the world. Haley's being dragged in now. This is it. This is the start. This is the start. Haley, you've gone up on stage and sang something. And and if you want to be a star and you want to get places and you want to get in with all these people, you got to start chucking this shit up your nose. I think I think she's in trouble. I think we're in trouble. We need to talk to Haley. Haley, how, don't do this. How would we intervene? Well, if she maybe this is how she starts her relationship with Mouth, because we've said previously that Mouth's been <laughs> dealing at the River Court. So she gets her supply from him. And, and there you go. A mess, <laughs> like her parents described. <laughs> <laughs> it was all foreshadowed. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> well, also before the interview, uh Chris Keller says to Haley that he could imagine them doing something together. They've got he's got some studio time coming up, um, and Nathan looks a little bit dubious of this. I think Nathan's a bit more. He's <sighs> dubious is the right word because it's like, hey, back off on my wife kind of thing. But also, it's a uh, she's being offered an opportunity and running with it. And I turned down a massive opportunity for her to have it. And I, I think that's kind of in the in the back of his mind at that moment. Well, that's what it felt like. Um, because he's sort of thinking, well, she's now running with this and going with this. And she's having interviews with this magazine. And she's not going to come home till really late, which we see. 2.38, he's throwing a basketball in the air. Just go to sleep, mate. Um <laughs> And she's uh, she's off out, you know, doing drugs with Peyton. Um, she's maybe, entering this cra- maybe. crazy world. I we think. I think. I think it's going to happen. I think she's going to end up coming home. She's going to like powder all over her face. Nathan's like, like, "What's that? I've been up since, you know, ridiculous o'clock. It's it's now it's now two fifty. I'm still awake because apparently I'm not allowed to go to sleep unless you're home and you're covered in, well, Charlie." all over your face <laughs> what's wrong with you it should be buzzing absolutely fucking buzzing really polishing <laughs> really polishing the fruit this time <laughs> yeah just spraying absolutely everything yeah. um so I, yeah i kind of think that nathan's reaction is more of a case of what well, i did a really good thing so he he goes to see whitey doesn't he and he explains to whitey that he didn't get into high flyers so he turned it down and the reason he did it was for Haley, and and Whitey says a fantastic thing where he says, "Well, you've taken one step back as a basketball player, but you've taken two steps forward as a as a as a man, not even as a husband, but as a man." And what what a great thing to say! And it's nice to see that Whitey's in the hospitals. So he's obviously going for his treatment. That's fantastic. I'm like really happy about that. And it was nice that it was Nathan that went to visit him, and it was like, um, 
he's reading the, the, the book about 500 things to do before you, you die. And he's like, I've only done like eight of them or something like that, or not, not that many. And, um, and Nathan's like, oh, I'm surprised. He's like, what, are you surprised that I've done, done these things? He's like, no, I'm surprised you can read. <laughs> oh, are you surprised I can see? He's like, no, I'm surprised you can read. And uh, it was a really nice moment between them. I actually quite enjoyed that. I, I think if we're going to have more of that in the future, in future episodes, that would be really nice. So them having more of a banterous relationship that isn't tense, that isn't, oh, my dad's a dickhead. So I'm going to be a dickhead, which is the relationship we've kind of seen from them on, you know, in basketball terms. Uh, it will be more a case of my dad's a dickhead, senior in my ways. I'm trying to become a better man, but we can have a laugh of it at the same time. I think and and why to really become a good guide for um, Nathan. I'd really like to see that. That'd be what I want to see. Yeah, nice. I was going to say what I liked about that scene was that Whitey had the framed picture that Lucas had given him in the previous episode and uh, and it was yeah. there. So that was like a nice um, homage to the fact that perhaps Lucas is the one that got him there or I think pretty much he is the one that got him there and that, that picture is the symbolism of that and that he's taken that with him because otherwise why why would that be there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I'm guessing that we don't have a... Let's go back and see what convinced Whitey to to do it. I think we're just assuming that on the back of that previous episode and the way Lucas was and the way he was kind of sitting and reflecting when he was on that bench, um, kind of overlooking at the river, that he's decided, yeah, do you know what? They're right. The right thing for me to do is to go and have this operation and then, you know, whatever happens, uh, hopefully I'll get better on the back of it and I can, you know, come back stronger and so on and so forth. And that that's the... That it would be nice if we could see that journey a little bit more, but fair enough if we don't. So we've kind of covered off Whitey and Nathan pretty much is done as well. I'm surprised Nathan didn't try and jump in at the fight. Yeah, he wasn't around. Must just yeah, background. Yeah. Have we kind of finished Haley and Peyton? I think so, yeah. Um... I, do, I do think this, this drug thing is going to spiral out of control. My guess is that that Haley gets dragged into this weird world because it it would make things between her and Nathan difficult and tense, and him have to really, really show how much he loves her and to get her out of it and get her away from that world. And mm. and I kind of feel like Peyton is already. I felt like I had to do it to get this far. Maybe I could just carry on. I'll be okay. I can control myself. And Haley might feel like she has to as well. Uh, and that's why I still think that Haley is the one that's going to go tumbling down this rabbit hole that's, you know, and still kind of being led by Peyton. Mm, okay, the Thelma and the Wheeze of Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will we will see. Um, I think just to cover off Chris Keller and just finish him, uh, he had some really funny lines with, um, and he walked up to nathan and Haley, and he's like previously on saved by the bell and uh <laughs> and things like she said Haley said oh this is my husband nathan and he says married in high school oh that will work you know like <laughs> straight to like i like how he at least he's consistent he's like he's like a douche to everybody you know at least it's not just like to select people 
Um, so that's pretty much him, isn't it? I think that pretty much covers it off. Yeah. So Nathan, I think we can cover him off. You've said it all, I think. Nathan and Whitey, I think, are, are done. I don't think there's anything extra from them. So should we, we've got Lucas or we've got should the we, adults. Should we cover off Lucas and then do the adults kind of as a... As a, as the next sort of thing as a as a side because yeah. although Karen and Andy cross over with Lucas, we can kind of do Lucas and then cover them that that section as we go and then the rest of Andy and Lucas, Andy mm-hmm. and Karen. I always yeah. do that. I always seem to get someone's name wrong or mixed up with someone else, even though I I'm thinking of the other person. It's very strange. It's okay. Well, Lucas is in school and Anna basically has the conversation with him to say let's just be friends but friends with potential so rather than friends with benefits friends with potential um and again they cut to me anyway i don't feel their chemistry at all it doesn't feel it feels it feels off to me and it and i like you touched on in the last episode it feels i i think it's from him in a lot of ways um, I don't know. How, what do you think? How do we? He likes her after one meeting. It just feels very, very forced. It's like we have to write in a different love interest. We have to make it awkward. We have to have Brooke involved somehow. It 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 feels really forced. But yeah, the, as a as a pairing, just the chemistry just isn't there. And Lucas had great chemistry with Brooke. Great chemistry with Peyton. Still does. Great chemistry with Haley. Um, uh, but this, the chemistry of Anna just isn't there. It's just, it's yeah, it, it doesn't feel right. I, I I fully agree. We've talked about him having the fight, haven't we? And you, you know he's been warned off by Felix a few times. Stay away from her. Stay away from her. We then have the fight. Um, what well, he actually meets Andy beforehand, doesn't he? He's having a chat with Andy. Ah, oh, little Lucas. And he he then discovers that little Lucas is actually instead of being six, he's six one. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought that that was quite a good line from Andy. Actually, I quite like that. Um, and it goes from there. And he says, you know, hi, and shakes his hand. Nice to meet you. Um, and he's obviously working out that Andy is uh, maybe a little bit younger than Karen. Likes the same music as as Lucas uh, as himself. And um, you know, we'll hopefully find this guy pretty cool. You know, could be calling him daddy pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he doesn't want to ruin Karen's night, you know, over the fight thing. He wants it to be, you know, nice and uh, successful. And he tries to be really supportive of Peyton. He says, oh, there's one thing you forgot. And she's like, what, what, what? And all panicky, isn't she? And, and he says you know take a breath or like just like take a deep breath for a minute just calm down it's okay and then he shows them the people outside because they're like oh what if no one no what if no one comes what if no one turns up and there's just like a massive queue of people waiting to get in so it's a really nice moment and it's quite a good there's like a good redeeming quality of lucas is that he can you know show these things and be supportive and, and be really nice um I, i think the funniest part of his episode was when he has been punched and he's sitting at the bar saying, oh, did you have a good night to Karen? She's like, well, yeah, except for my son throwing punches. She kind of blames him and he's the one that 
you know, said he wasn't going to fight and gets smacked in the face. So, you know, fair enough, he did retaliate, but I think anyone would really, wouldn't they? Um, and he gets grounded, which is something that we were mentioning off the podcast. We were saying that neither <laughs> of us have, have ever really been grounded. That's true. Yeah. It's true. That's a bit, it's crazy, isn't it? And, we probably and could like... have used a few groundings every now and again. <laughs> yeah, stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we've made up for it for this whole year of being grounded. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, she, she says... This is, our, this is our punishment. Out of coronavirus. <laughs> you little shits. <laughs> Jesus. And Karen says no phone, no whatever, whatever, whatever. And no car, bit... no MP3. <laughs> and then a little bit later, Anna's like, oh, call me tomorrow. And he's like, do you want me to? And she says, yes. And I was thinking, you can't. No phone. Yeah, and if you complain about it, you get grounded for two weeks. So you should tell her right now. No phone, you're can't saying... call you. See you in a week. Yeah, exactly, because it's, it's now going to be a weird conversation when they get to school on Monday, because obviously tomorrow is, is Sunday. They're going to get to school on Monday, and she'll be like, oh, you didn't call me. I'm like, oh, I got grounded, I've lost my phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, you could, you know, whatever. You could have told me on the night, whatever. And yeah. it's just going to... I really don't want that to be a thing. I'm hoping that isn't, but... well. Yeah, we'll see. communication is key and king. Abs- absolutely. Uh, Shakespeare, my friend, Shakespeare. So <laughs> is that, and then Lucas gets threatened at the end. Yeah, which we've already talked about with Felix's journey. Nice. With, um, you know, every time you get a car, you give it a name, depending on what letters are in the uh, license plate. Do you do mm. this? Not really, no. Do you have? You don't have a name for your car. No. Okay. Well, my car has a name, right? And the not the car I have now, the one I had before. That car was quite small, right? Like re- relatively small. Um, mm. and uh, and it had L in the name, and uh, so I called it Little Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've got an SUV, and so now I call it Big Lucas. Big Lucas. <laughs> And how does the wife take that? Fine, she's aware. She, she knew. She knew about this. She signed. <laughs> she on understands. For this. <laughs> uh, she's okay with it. So shall we go to? Do you want to go to? We could do Dan pretty quick. He's only in like one scene, isn't he? Yeah, he pops into the cafe to shit stir. Oh, it's beautifully done. So good at it, isn't he? So good. Just so good at it. Oh, hey, I came to apologise, and now I'm going to give you some information that you didn't know, but shouldn't know, but it's going to make me look great. So, basically, Keith, fuck Deb. Laters. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Oh, dear. It's a great moment, because he (laughs) he walks in, and he's like, hi. Uh, and, And Karen's immediately like, Deb's not here. Um, maybe come out later or whatever. She doesn't start till four. She's on a late one. And um, <laughs> he's like, I'm here to see you. And she's like, oh, what, what do you mean you're here to see me? He's like, well, Karen, uh, I'm here to see you. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I think it's important that I, I come to apologize to you and uh, I want to touch your face. Um, and <laughs> she's like, whoa, 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 this whole like Phoenix bird shit is just fucking... You got to stop. 
because you're freaking people out now. You're being too nice. You're being too nice. Um, she, Karen's not happy at, uh, about this situation at all. She's finding it very, very uncomfortable. And he lets slip, shall we say, accidentally on purpose, that he's forgiving Keith because he's not been around a lot lately, has he? And he's like, I've decided to forgive him. And, you know, I've forgiven Deb. And she's like, oh, like, like what for? He's like, because they fucked, um, because they slept together, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but old Boozy's getting his name torn through the mud. Poor Boozy. Oh, yeah, but but there are, and there's more to say on that, I guess. But yeah, that Dan was used sparingly in this episode, um, which he alluded to in our episode with him. He said like. Dan is the spice that you only need to use a little bit of, you know? I mean, he wasn't in the last episode at all. Mm. So it was just nice to see him, to be honest. Just uh, to say, by the way, on episode uh, five, which um, is being released today, actually it was released exactly five minutes ago um, to the general public, but on Patreon, so many people were in uproar about you Tom about you trying to not give it a 10 you know the episode with uh, with Emily I still didn't give it a 10 I don't think yeah you did did I yeah you did bastard you gave it a 10 you can't backtrack now I'm not sure I think I can I think you said I could no I said we could open the conversation again with Emily but it would have to be later, like the end of the season. But mm. people were uh, really upset that you were trying to not give it a 10. <laughs> so. I just yeah. have, you know, I've seen some really, really great episodes in season one and I'm expecting, I'm expecting gold. I'm expecting gold from season two. Yeah. I, I, Season two is not looked at as with high regard as high as looked at with such high regard as season three and season four. Okay. And there was interesting talk about this in our in the in the interview with John Nordstrom where he basically said um season two when they got renewed for season three, it was like, right, season three, this is make or break. And that's partly why they brought him in uh, to do the composing was that they like wanted everything to be as pre- as premium and top notch as they could. And the previous composer, who was very talented, was doing everything synthesized in the computer, and everything that he did was actual, you know, people playing the instruments. Oh, that's so. very cool. So getting orchestras in and stuff like that. Yeah, not orchestras like oh, oh, bands. orchestras. He did. He has composed an orchestra nice so yes <laughs> uh okay so that's dan do you know what would be do... great is 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 if we if we edited in uh we edited one tree hill with like hans zimmer <laughs> production like music just bang in some hans zimmer and see how that goes i'm down <laughs> well should we go to Karen? Or should we do Deb? We can cover Deb off quite quickly. Yeah. So Deb 
then so Karen's found out that Keith and um, Deb have had uh, a one night thing or well supposedly a one night thing and um, Keith goes to the cafe doesn't he to say I want to bring my uh, person I'm dating is that going to be okay I know we weren't ever an item but is that going to be awkward and she's like no it's fine bring him along and we meet Andy Andy's in Point to the Frame and I noticed that there was some uh, adding in dialogue post like production because Andy doesn't actually say anything but yeah and his mouth doesn't move but then it, but his voice is like playing and it's like oh nice to meet you so it's obviously that moment that moment was originally planned as like so much tension of just nothing being said and it's Keith that breaks tension we're going nice to meet you Andy I'll see you later you know and takes off but it's good that they kind of put in the hi I'm Andy you know <laughs> in the in the middle um but when we jump forward and Karen is questioning this with Deb, um, Deb lies. What what reason has she got to lie? Is mm-hmm. she trying to spare Karen's feelings? Is she trying it to spare her own? View? They are business partners, aren't they? So it is like, um, and she's probably thinking that I don't know. There is a few. It's definitely wrong. I'm not defending it. She shouldn't have lied. She should have told the truth. But I'm I'm thinking that she's probably thinking that they're business partners, so it could disrupt that. Uh, it's a, a judgment on her own character that you know she her divorce wasn't finalized and she slept with her husband's brother. Um, you know, so I think there's a few things to take into consideration. So I think it's like shame, maybe more than anything. Yes, it's very odd. I, I think the whole Deb let me die on the floor for ages after she slept with my brother thing is going to be used against her and probably quite a lot yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's a pretty weighty you know um weight to be throwing around so it's a good bit of ammunition against her isn't it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so karen and andy they get after the night's over they're disc- yes Dom I'm sorry for for those that can't see me I've put my hand up because I have a question about Karen and Andy yeah are they called Candy they are now <laughs> if have they never not... been referred to as Candy uh, they probably have I don't I don't know um, but you can claim it <laughs> if, if they haven't ever been referred to as Candy I would like to be the first that has that has mentioned this that has, okay. I, I've officially named them Candy Listeners, write in. Have you heard anyone refer to them as Candy before? If so, let us know. If not, let us know. And we will let Dom know as soon as you've let me know. <laughs> well, I've got a, at least a week and a half to wait there, haven't I? Because it won't get released until until then. So I could ask Magdalena after. She... <laughs> she, she's she's already listening in. <laughs> and and Merin? Yeah, Merin. Marine, sorry, Marine. Yeah, Marine's yeah. listening as well. Of course. Um, okay, so Karen and Andy are talking, and Karen's basically saying, "Why, why do you want to be with me? It doesn't look right. It's not right." They look in the mirror. They look in the mirror, and it's like, "Look, this, this isn't right. It doesn't look right." And Andy says, "But does it feel right?" And little kiss, little kiss action. Well, well she says, "Does it look right to you?" And he says, "Yeah, it does." But what's important is, does it feel right? And then it's the kiss action. Yeah. And then um, 
yeah they, then she's like yeah it does feel right and it's it's a bit it's a nice moment it's a really really nice moment i think all the way through the episode uh karen was a bit dull wasn't she she was just, uh, you know she had the moment in the cafe wasn't particularly strong for her the moment you know when people were moaning at her and she was on stage wasn't a particularly strong moment for her but then after the fight when she's grounding lucas it's like yeah she's kind of come alive now it's a bit more it's a bit more maybe she because she had a bit more dialogue and she had a bit more you know to say and someone she bounces off a little bit better it just felt a bit like a better episode for her from that point and it was such a shame that it was like right at the end of the episode because mm-hmm. i think if we'd had more from karen that karen that karen's brilliant but the karen before that it's just like oh, okay all right let's just get out of the cafe now to someone else because i'm a little bit bored of watching her just, just in those moments, I mean, I, I'm not, it's yeah. not me being horrible, but I just think they've met, they tone Karen down so much in those moments. I think to probably build her up at the end, when mm. when they have these fights and they're at the club and she has to sort this out and kind of punish Lucas and make an example of him and all that sort of stuff. And it's just kind of like she has to stand there and go, oh, and, and like give that expressionless, oh, when she gets some information from Dan, and it's just like. It's, it's really frustrating. Just scream. Have a bit more passion. But obviously, that's that's the way she's been written. That's the way she's been put in. Not, not to take any credit away from Moira Kelly. She does it incredibly well. But I just kind of want to see a little bit more push. A bit more life from her. Jet, my my favourite Karen is the um, in season one when she the bitchy booster mums you know and she's like i'm not gonna judge you for who you were in high school you know that whole thing that's like my favorite karen we need more karen like that yeah definitely stand your ground be strong strong independent woman she raised a child on her own she set up a business on her own she set up another business pretty much on her own investment from deb but yes yeah she knows what she's doing she's loving life she's good at this she's yeah. strong she Hell just yeah. wants to display it display it karen let's yeah. see it let's see the glory i want to see the glory we do okay let's move on from karen <laughs> last but not least is keith and jules oh keith and jules keith's having Who's a time your favorite? of his life keith or jules <laughs> keith always <laughs> well keith comes into the cafe respectful with his uh suit on and uh you know yeah he are, he basically tells karen politely uh, lets her know that he's going to be bringing a date that's all very nice it's not someone that that karen knows he calls and asks jules for the date first and uh she says that he's breaking the rule that you can't ask a girl out before uh, after a wednesday for the weekend and then he says well you know the pe- the girls that the girls that play by those rules are the ones that stay home at the weekend and I thought yeah. that, was a good, that was a good line and that, that gets her line. that gets her to go he arrives at the club junks there keith gets vip because that's the sort of treatment keith scott gets in tree hill and uh <laughs> he's kind of the man he introduces jules to deb He's starting to introduce her and says, oh, Deb, this is... And Jules says... My girlfriend. His girlfriend. The girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> she says girlfriend. 
cemented. And then he says, she says, shall I get some drinks? And he says, oh, yeah, just like water or soda or something for me. And she says... Two tequilas then. Crazy. <laughs> she wants a night out in Latvia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's going to be face down in some snow in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> no time. Uh, um, it's all very nice. And then it ends with, uh, you know, they're on the porch and she's like, you want to, uh, you're going to sleep over boyfriend? Yeah, make it exclusive on that porch, don't they? Very, very quickly. They don't muck about. No. This, this is, is a tree hill relationship. This is the the that's it. They're in. They're locked in. It's great. What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's someone that's out of that circle. Someone that that at the moment that, that is is not manipulated by anyone else in that group, or doesn't feel any tension or any remorse or regret from being part of that culture, that world. She's totally separate, which still makes me think that she's not totally separate. It's all going far too well for it to be right, if that makes sense. I I, I desperately want this to be right. I want him to be in charge of the, the dealership for a bit longer or have a good partnership with Dan. And I want her to be genuine. I just got this horrible feeling that she's not genuine at all and that Dan's going to kick him out as soon as he is able to come back. I just why, feel like it's why is she not what do you why is she not genuine? I don't know, it just feels too easy. It feels too quick. It just doesn't feel for me it doesn't feel I I'm, the the way they are together is genuine. That that feels like you know the way it's performed and put together and all that. That feels that is actually seems really great. But I feel like there's a she has a history. Uh, so there's there's something there's got to be something that comes up that that makes it difficult this can't just be a nice easy relationship because i I don't know why i just feel like there's got to be a dan factor in here somewhere (laughs) what if she's jimmy's mum? oh my god she's incredibly young or mouse mum. even younger would that be a problem no keep her mouth get on (laughs) she's not the same age as, as karen is she she's a bit young she seems like she's a bit younger Keith's gone for a slightly younger lady. I think you're being cynical, ma'am. I think it's good times. Let let Keith enjoy it. Don't don't doubt. Don't doubt Keith having a good time. The only reason I, I'm throwing these doubts in is because I want him to have a good time. I want him to enjoy his life. I want him to be happy. His okay. happiness is my happiness. Well, I just wanted to check that because I wasn't it's sure. It's just that for symmetry. Okay. I, I would never want anything bad to happen to Keith. Good. And you, I like haven't Lucas. heard you say that in a while. Lucas, fine. Anything can happen to him. Keep punching him, whatever. Who cares? But no, nothing bad happens to Keith. Pure, pure Peyton in your heart. I mean, hatred in your heart. <laughs> Blackened soul. So, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then listen to this to hear about our Patreon. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. You just became a raven. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. I don't know, you'd be off 
somewhere babbling, wearing a dress. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? All of the perks from Junior Varsity, and join us live on a bonus episode to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame. When do you plan to start living? If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks, and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this, and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, three. Dom, Judgment Land. Favorite performer was who for you? Ooh, toughie. It's a toughie. I actually think I'm going to give it to Lee Norris. Hmm. I, I was considering Chad. I also considered Bethany Joy Lenz. A lovely performance. Mm. I actually think Lee Norris had the most genuine performance of this episode. Yeah, he it was got good. super smashed into that friend zone, uh, family <laughs> zone, we called it in the end. Family zone. Uh, yeah. And just looked genuinely hurt and caring, defensive, picked on, all of these things, all these array of uh, like emotions. And he was only in it from like halfway to the end, probably probably later than that. So. Uh, and he really stood out to me as, as, um, like as a performer, like achieving that in such a, like a small amount of time. I thought it was really good. Well, what, what about yourself? Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I am going to say Hillary Burton. I thought Shout. she, I thought she was good. Um, and she showed a good array and, and I felt, you kind of felt her the pressure that she was feeling like she was doing a lot and she's only young you know like in the show obviously and she was she was running this night and did it very successfully so uh i thought her performance was really good it's the social pressure at the end as well you really Mm. notice that yeah with the 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 whole drugs thing what about your favorite character keith hands down it has to be couldn't be anyone else could it he got laid for the second time in his life. <laughs> Happen in this episode. In the same season. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no, it was the end of last season. No, it was the end of one. <laughs> and it happens once a season. <laughs> <laughs> once a blue moon. Once every seven years. Yeah. Hashtag Ponfar, whatever. <laughs> I I agree. It has to be Keith. Um, Favourite song? I only Shazam one song, which is right at the end, but I'm not going to pick it. I'll pick what Haley sang. Of course. Same for you? Of course. Of course. How could it not be? Because you love all the seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but October's <laughs> one of them. Or autumn's October. one of them. October's a month. <laughs> Me and my wife have been writing a rap over the last... Um, Few, it's, well it's, it's more like grime um, 
and it it fits perfectly with what with what you just said. So let's let's hear it again. So I said, remembering I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> you're picking on me for months and seasons. I said, <laughs> October's a good October's a good season. So October's a month. Oh, shut your mouth. Let me finish. Diminish. Quiet while I finish this Guinness, please. Just a couple of minutes to finish this tuna and spinach. And there's season three's title. <laughs> What's your favourite line? My favourite song's Hades 2, October. What's your favourite line? <laughs> this is the worst episode of our podcast we've ever done. I don't think it's the worst one. It definitely is the worst one. <laughs> what would you say the worst one is? Um, Every episode up to this one. No, that's the best ones. This has been the worst one. What? I. What's your favorite line? Uh, the line I said earlier, which was Mouse line, which was, "Guys like me don't get girls like her, and guys like you don't care." Mm, that's a good line. Mine was a Chris Keller line. Actually, it actually made me laugh out loud, which is very rare. Um, even if I'm <laughs> watching like comedies, he said uh, Peyton. <laughs> was annoyed at him or something and he said curly's pissed i get it <laughs> i really liked it he called her curly so yeah uh and background performer um i'm gonna have to go for there was a girl in like a pink top at the front of the people of this on the of the audience in the stage of the dancers okay like the crowd, sorry. And she was just like, eh, and she was really angry when um, things weren't getting played. And then when it was free drink time, she was like, <laughs> Okay. Did you have one? I had a guy that has a blue mohawk and he was in the background quite a lot. And he reminded me of Hawk from Cobra Kai. So Nice. Okay. And finally, the precious, precious rating. Did you have a number before we started? Yes. Did it change during this podcast? No. Good. Ready? <laughs> One, ready. two, three, seven. Seven. Done. So. <laughs> Dom, the last thing I have to say, is, and I haven't told you this, I'll wait till we're on the podcast, is we have two more members of the team. I'm not even talking about Patreon. I mean the Ravens team. He's very, com- he's very confused. What are you talking about? There are two more people that have joined the team. So Magdalena has officially come on the Ravens team and she is now managing our Twitter account. That's right, everyone. We have a Twitter, which is... I didn't know we had a Twitter account. At Ravens Pod, because at Ravens Podcast was taken. So at Ravens Pod <laughs> on Twitter, and Magdalena is running that shit. Oh well, welcome aboard, Magdalena. Nice. She's, a, she's officially on the team, and that's not all. We also have Chloe. Chloe, I sent you um, 
Chloe has a lifestyle blog, really cool. And she wrote uh, in our in her blog about us. Remember, I mm-hmm. sent you it. Uh, Chloe is also part of the team, and Chloe is running our Ravens Facebook group and Facebook page. Wow, gone all out on the socials, haven't you? <laughs> Getting making, support, making moves, making moves. <laughs> if anyone this... listens to the Beyond Farpoint in the future, <laughs> then what do you mean? Will... If then we will. You can. How dare you? <laughs> Hurt. So hurt like that. So hurt. I did. Delete the Twitter, delete the Facebook, delete Instagram. I don't, I don't care anymore. You weren't involved anyway. That's <laughs> true, yeah. This is Ravens. We bring you on, we use you, and then you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, ladies? Let's all get on the socials. Why is uh, why is the last five minutes of this episode been the best five minutes? People stopped listening two hours ago. <laughs> um, so the Facebook, the links, and the Twitter they will be in the description. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram, which is run by me, Weirdom, at Ravens Podcast. Come on, you usually tell people to like our pictures and stuff. Come on. <laughs> then might not do it if you don't say you've got people that do these things for you now you don't need me i never needed you I don't ever think i needed you call me colonel i'm now a quarter of the team i'm not even i'm not even a half of the team anymore and i didn't even know so whatever i don't need, I don't need to run this by you <laughs> who are you Nikki voice, German Nikki from Big Brother. <laughs> Who is she? Who is she? It's a super British reference, if anyone oh, knows. No, well, I'm bringing on. I'm time to go global. Well, we are global, but nice. Well, you know, please go to the Instagram. Please like the pictures. Please leave us comments. Please message Simon. Um, anything or message me through that through that medium as well. I, I can't see it, but Simon can send it to me. I can ask me. Um, we love hearing from you. And like I said right at the beginning of the episode, we we really enjoy uh, hearing from you and getting the chance to talk to you and respond to you. So please reach out. It's great. Um, we love it. We love you guys. Keep sending us your stuff. And you can actually hit up Dom directly through the Beyond Farpoint Instagram. Uh, so I will put the. Uh, Instagram to be on Farpoint, the link in the podcast description. But no spoilers. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I'm saying if you like des if you have something that you wanted to say directly to Dom that isn't uh you know de- definitely isn't anything spoiler, then you can contact him on there. Um yeah. I'm gonna go and get a team of like ten people now to manage Beyond Farpoint. I'm gonna be like I got an editor. Simon, I got an editor. What you? What you got? Oh, what you got? You got social media cover. Oh, I've got an editor. What accent we doing, Dom? I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking maybe we need to go a bit more regional to the UK and sort of bring it back home a little bit. And let's do. Have we done like a Geordie accent yet? God no. <laughs> Can you explain Geordie to people that wouldn't know or might Geordie, not know? It is anyone who's kind of from the Newcastle area. 
uh, and which is north, um, very north, very north to where and, we are. And I only laugh it's a, it's because a good, like, five I can't. Drive. I can't do that accent. I can't do many UK accents. That's the only reason I laugh. You have to kind of go Norway, man. <laughs> Why I man? Why I? Yeah, that, that that works. If we have any Geordies that listen, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Should we give it a go? Yeah. Can you count, please? Oh, we. Oh, we. Oh, we, man. Try not to sound Jamaican or from Caribbean at all. Oh, we. Oh, we. Oh, we, the lads. Come on, you two. Come on, the tune. <laughs> Down the tune. On the tune. Tune in the tune. Tune in the tune. Tune, tune. <laughs> Steamboat Willie. Oh, wait, right, come on. Ravens on three. Pet. <laughs> One, two, three. Why I Ravens? Ravens. <laughs>